this is the Pie Boy Podcast. Yo, what's up? It is Sparky. It's the Pie Boy Podcast. Welcome in on this fine evening. It's snowing in Portland, Oregon. It always throws everybody off. Even though this is probably the new normal, snow happens at least one time a year when it's pretty wild and it causes disruptions in our schedules. Got sent home from school today early. Don't have it tomorrow. Who knows about Friday? Just got to live in the moment, live in the present. Ah. Thinking about my book study I'm doing with my students and uh, who knows how it's going, but I'm trying it. Slaughterhouse Five, and they're talking about these aliens, Tramfamadorians, and how they can see in 4D. So basically, they can see the present, the future, and the past all at the same time. And they look at somebody's life, like a human, they're like, You look like a little weird millipede. They see like a young part of it, and in the middle is kind of a middle aged part, and then the old dead part. In the front, which is weird, but whenever something happened, like some life is going to end, it's inevitable in this book, they say, so it goes. And yeah, so it goes. Snow day, just another day. Things are different today, so it feels weird. Tomorrow will be different too. So it goes. Six in your head. If you haven't read that book, you should. It's one of those old books that will probably stick around forever and has been a banned book. And because it makes you think it's not so much about the story, it's not the greatest story ever told, but it makes you think about life and it makes you like have an opinion about war and, um, and mental health and so many things masculinity um american culture just a satire and so many things um but yeah uh today's poem is a poem speaking of humanity about riding public transportation about riding the bus trimet specifically anywhere from line 33 32 72 the 77 the 6 the 19 the I've heard so many the 75 um just one of those things uh riding the bus is in public transportation if you live in the city and if you're can't afford to drive or park and all the bullshit um that's a good option and but it's hard it's hard to catch a bus on time. It's hard to know the schedules. It's hard to have backup plans when the bus doesn't come on time, which is a lot of the time, or it doesn't come at all. And if you never rode public transportation consistently, if like, oh, you did it once, you went to a Blazer game and you rode the Max, that doesn't count. Sorry. Um, I'm talking about years of checking a bus app, calling a number, <laughs> I remember I used to have the TriMet uh, ride schedule um, 
number that you could call for updates uh, memorized and you'd have to type in fucking extensions for your bus number and all this shit. My God. Um, but I got to a point I was writing it so much from 2009 all the way to I probably, like like consistently writing it every day almost was up to 2014, 13 specifically. And then I got a car. I didn't ride it as much because I, I live in the city, wasn't driving my truck. But speaking of humanity and riding the bus and trying to just dealing with people, it's not just like, let alone catching the bus and being on time. It's like fitting into a bus during rush hour and there's nowhere to go except for stand or be crammed against the door. Like I've literally been crammed against the door. We hit a bump, that door open, I'm out type of situation stinky so many smells on a pub in public transportation i've seen a bum piss and we're going up a hill and the puddle of piss is just flowing down and people don't see it but i see it i'm lifting up my feet it's so many things so many things and uh, this poem today speaks about my time writing TriMet, but specifically when I was in going to PCC, uh, I'd come back to school um, around 2012 to 2013, um, trying to get a marketing certificate because I was feeling a little lost. Um, I was trying to be a writer and I'd kind of put my, all my beans into that bag and didn't work out. And I was trying to publish a book and then go to school. So I was riding the bus and Max a lot uh, to do that. And uh, specifically the Cascade campus uh, over here in Northeast, because I was living on 48th in Alberta um, at the time. Yeah, and just the people I would see and people I'd run into and the, just the nor you'd see these normal things that became normal like people in your neighborhood and you know who was waiting for what bus and where you'd see the same people going to the same places every day but not even know them just faceless and nameless people and so many traumas and so many dramas and so much interesting stuff people watching galore and all i could do with this stuff of like what i would experience sometimes unbelievable I would write about it and think about it and use it for inspiration or motivation. Just seeing life and living life in those moments or something about it makes me uh, got to express it, whatever that is. <clears throat> so uh, I just did this one at a poetry slam, a slam landia, and I didn't make it to the second round. Um, it is what it is. I got, 24 out of 30. I know it's better than this. I think they just not hear what I'm saying. Maybe they don't know about riding the bus in Portland, Oregon. Bus rides. 20 goddamn kids get on the bus today. All at the same time. And the fuss is in the crust on the dad's mouth. And mom's strung out. And dad hasn't slept a wink. Must think it stinks. Not smell, hell, that rolls along like a tank. Janky, adolescents play hanky-panky. The old one a yell and the driver's under a spell. Barely a sound. 
outbound, loud, blow the headphones away, jaywalk and end this play, death of a conductor. Forget the germs, the worms, the perms that squirm through the door like it's such a chore. But don't serve the pot, you might get shot. Safe is a mistake and a head fake once the wheels start turning. And concerning are the ones unprepared for the fare. So we stare like we're in a fucking hurry. But truth be told, we are not a jury. So leave your flurries on the curb. It's never too early. I love that poem. Um, a poem just shot into my, my body one day after uh, true scenes like that's a it's many days of riding the same bus i think it was the six um, but it's many other bus rides on many other lines and oh i just remember this young like couple come on with a baby and all their shit and now that i'm a dad and i've been through that I, it is so hard and then depending on your economic situation and where you are if you're riding a bus with a newborn like that's tough blood alone they just looked rough they look like people had seen some stuff and they're dirty and they seem strung out now that i think about it they're probably just really low on sleep but who knows what else and i'm like looking at this dad and like the crust like this guy's face he had just had like morning crust on his face from like a month it looked like and i'm just like right there taking this in and the mom uh, just looks sad it's just not a good situation strung out like i said you can figure out the inference or connotation there um read between the lines what i mean by that i want to show them dignity like this isn't a poem to make fun of any of these people it's to like bring their life to light and show you like the truth because uh, it's a message for people riding the bus or people that like need to hear this message but it's also a message for myself like the part where it's, like leave your flurries on the curb it's never too early uh, yeah, because we bring a lot of our own shit into the world, and then those situations on a bus where you're, like, trapped with people, and you can't really just stop and fucking leave, and you bring in your bullshit, or your re negative reactions, or third, like, first world problems, or whatever, Karenisms, and Chadisms, and racism, and all these different things, your flurries, oh, man. Some people just need to shut up and just be quiet and be, show people more dignity and be more kind. I'm like speaking to myself and I'm speaking to other people in this poem like so hard. Um, yeah, don't worry about the worms, the germs that squirm through the door. Like I, I've been in that situation. And it feels so shitty. Like when I was first riding the bus, I didn't know the nuances and how things work and having my money ready to go right when you walk in and some bus drivers being fucking dicks about stuff. Come on, uh, what do you need? Two hours, uh, like not being helpful. Like, sorry, man, I'm not on your level. Just people being so judgmental and 
just assholes. It can be really rough. It can also be magical, uh, seeing people. And like, I've had so many weird, strange, beautiful conversations with people or just listening to people. I remember this time this guy was like, God damn, got two bags of M&Ms for a dollar. And he was just going off about it. And he was so happy. And I just was like, man, I want to be happy like that. <laughs> I want to be uh, like not a care in the world except for two bags of fucking peanut M&Ms, you know, like that's a special thing. And I'm glad I have those moments that are very humbling, um, even though sometimes they're very terrifying. Uh, what else in this, this poem? Oh, freaking lost my train of thought by getting emotional thinking about people uh yeah and the part about being shot like or violence on the bus like i can't tell you i can't tell you there's so many things that have happened that i've seen and heard about like just the stabbing on the max that whole scenario that we had in portland i was riding the max around that time a lot i was working at a certain spot and I rode with some of those people. I saw those people, uh, the two guys that passed away in that altercation. Like, I know I saw those people um, on that daily commute in the morning and then in the afternoon when I would go home. So I just didn't make it that day. Like, I don't, a lot of people might not know this. I didn't make it that day on time. And I got there a little later than I normally would. And they're like, there's all these cops and different people. A few Mac stops before Hollywood. And they were like, I can't go. It's closed down. And, like, people were, I kind of heard what people were saying. Then I looked it up and I was just devastated. I don't know if I've ridden the Mac since that. Um. But I've seen and heard many things like my bus driver on the 33, which next week I think I'm just going to do this old like spoken word poem that has kind of disappeared, but I'm going to bring it back for this book. Um, more like another longer version talking about the bus and the other bus that was a big part of my life was 30, the 33 from Milwaukee to Portland State. And this one bus driver that people loved like we talked with this guy he he seemed like your uncle or like favorite grandpa or neighbor old guy that driving the bus and some other fucker stabbed him man and like that just that flipped me out so bad back in the day when that happened and countless other things violence and like originally when i wrote this poem and did it i said he might get shot and i doubt a camera is gonna catch it because i just felt like even though though people do those things like how often do they get prosecuted or how or are they really accountable for those things and it's like it doesn't even though a camera sees it doesn't guarantee that like something like there's going to be a follow-through or justice on that shit because this world is so cold. It's like the shit that I've seen, and that's what I was saying, and like I took it out of there because I kind of wanted to f not have that belief anymore, but like since I've written this thing almost 10 years ago, uh, not much has changed. 
It's just gotten worse. And yeah, death of the conductor. I think it's like the worst like I thought about being a bus driver and my biggest fear is that like just the things that could happen run somebody over, get in an accident, like all this extra shit, which it's hard to deal with when it's just your life, let alone when it's all these other people's life and that's your job. Too much stress. Not the right guy for that job. Unless it was like life emergency. Hey, we need somebody to drive this bus. Oh yeah, I'd do that. But not if I had to choose for a job. Um... Don't stir the pot on that bus, man. Even though sometimes I've had to. I've, there have been times where I had to stick up for myself or I had to say, tell, like, ask somebody, like, what the fuck they're doing or, hey, it's enough or maybe you should take a break or get off this bus. Uh, like, now I don't even want to ride the bus. I don't even have to say that because of just the stuff I'm seeing out in the real world. Uh, just like, people's re reaction to anything just being held accountable in any way common sense out in the world like holding a door for somebody saying hi to somebody please and thank you um gratitude it's like so many of these things are just going away common courtesy and in those places, it was kind of built into it. So then when somebody wouldn't do it, it really threw you off. But it's become so normal now. It's like if somebody does something nice, you're like, whoa, like so thrown off. Ah, that is not okay. We got to do better. This poem is a call to action. And I remember I said this poem, I got called out. So it was when I was first trying to like memorize my poems for slam competition which i don't want to do and i remind myself of this week last week um just hurts too much it's, i'm too sensitive for that stuff like to keep, have to be judged on like oh do they like me in my poem it's bullshit don't need that <clears throat> but oh my god i lost my train of thought yeah just the common courtesy of people I see it in my class, see it in the world, and I just, what can I do instead of come sit here and complain? Well, I, I do creative things, I write about it, but I also, I realize I have to take action myself. So when I get an opportunity to hold the door for somebody in, in public, or say please and thank you and show gratitude and humbleness and just kindness, like if somebody drops something, like when people don't expect you to help them, Help them. Little things at the store. Somebody dropped something. Hey, did you drop this? Hey, you know somebody left their fucking wallet instead of just being like, not my problem. Maybe go run it out to them. Like that kind of shit. That's what you can do instead of sit and complain. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like there was more things. Oh, okay. So I was thinking of this story. I'm trying to wrap this up in the next five minutes or so. I'll play into next week too, but the one of the craziest things that ever happened. I call this guy uh, the barefoot skateboarding uh, 
Jesus freak assassin or something. I have this st whole story about this guy, and I'll try to do it in a very small bit of time. That he disrupted this bus ride so bad and like caused such a crazy scene, but it was just a perfect example of like there is a toxic part of like woke culture and people. No, trying to push the limits of the law or the rules because of technicalities and gray areas and people taking advantage for like personal gain and not really giving a shit about other people. There's an epidemic of that happening right now. And I think that goes with woke culture. And I don't know if I'll get into that right, if that's right, but I feel some connection. So basically what I mean is, is this guy, uh, get there so we imagine like kind of a rough dirty little kind of hippie guy shorter hair really terrible butched haircut but he has uh, a crutch of some sort so i think he has a disability i'm not completely sure he's on a long board he's barefoot um he's got like a huge backpack full of shit um necklace like crosses and like all these different kinds of bracelets and a shirt that says jesus loves you on it and uh we, the bus had stopped we're somewhere in milwaukee towards uh the transit center almost to downtown old town milwaukee like a couple stops up from there and we're raising up and we're about to take off and this i see him coming he's like flying barefoot with this fucking crutch on this longboard and he's like hollering and trying to get the bus to stop and the bus stops and he comes running on no shoes and all of his shit and like does he's like almost falling down not walking great using this crutch screaming and yelling about the bus and he gets on and like has his trimet like ear pads around his neck and like shows it and the bus driver is one of those old timers like might have been in vietnam or something like very by the book and very short and no sense of humor and he's like bud you gotta have to put some shoes on or you can't get on this bus and the guy just instantly goes into this tirade he pulls out all these papers and he's like you can't discriminate against me i have a lawsuit against trimet and a disability and this is the last time that you and your organization are going to discriminate against me and i'm just like oh no i'm in the back like fuck i'm missing this class i think i was going to school i was like no this is not i was already late and this definitely solidified like we are this is bad and then i see people start moving around and start paying attention because he's yelling and screaming the bus driver's like you know what sir it's great but you don't have shoes on and it says right here you have to have shoes on just put some shoes on and you can come on the bus and the guy's stomping and yelling and he's like you're gonna you cannot discriminate against me so then <clears throat> 
somebody says something to him and he's like no you shut the fuck up i'm not talking to you so then he starts getting in with this other guy and the bus driver's like i'm gonna call try i'm gonna call headquarters right now you sit here folks i'm really sorry please grab a seat i'm gonna take care of this and we'll be on our way as soon as possible it's been 10 minutes now and he's on the fucking phone for another five minutes or so and uh-huh uh-huh uh, what does it say and he's like looking at the guy's paper and all this stuff and then more people get into it somebody's like i'm gonna be late for work motherfucker you better shut your mouth get off this fucking bus and then somebody's saying stuff about his shoes and then other people are like don't yell at him he he has a disability and all this stuff so that's what i it's getting crazy. It is a fucking madhouse. And the he, dude's not opening the door so we can get off in the back if somebody wants to get out. People are freaking out. People are going through the front, like pushing by this guy, screaming and yelling. All of a sudden, the dude gets off the thing. It's been about 20 minutes of fucking chaos. And he says, well, TriMet says... Everything's all good, and we can move along. I guess it's okay that you don't have shoes. I'm sorry. The air just fucking shot out of that bus. Gone. You just had all this ugliness, and this dude calms down, sits down, and just... Smile on his face like nothing happened, goes about his day. The rest of us are all like just been through a roller coaster of emotions. Bus stripe sits down and keeps going. I don't know how we do that kind of stuff. How do we not talk about that? We have these crazy moments in public, you see these things, and then people just keep going about their day like nothing happens. That is not okay. It makes me think about this rap song where uh, uh, the Jizza is saying something about the kids in his neighborhood freaking robbing and stealing people as teenagers. And like it's a life threatening hobby. And he's also saying stuff about like, oh, dang it, lost my train of thought. It doesn't matter. Oh, like how strange, like the strangest kid goes and robs and kills like murder somebody over like a purse and then goes back the rest of the day like nothing happened like everything's fine that's crazy and that's what this felt like and that's why i had to write poems and tell stories about it because it's just so crazy i can't make this shit up dude just dropped a bomb on our bus ride and i remember i i I ended up meeting up with a friend instead. It was like, oh, dude, I, I'm not, I'll be there earlier than I thought because I missed my class. I was like, it'll be 30 minutes late because of this freaking dude making a huge scene on the bus. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Songs of the Week, uh, Waiting for the Bus by ZZ Top. You got to listen to it. Uh, that's my my theme song for Riding TriMet. Uh, from 2009 to 2013 and then other times but really in that time waiting for the bus all day got my take-home pay uh amazing song but speaks to the experience of waiting for the bus all day 
that also I was listening to Earl Sweatshirt, uh, his album Doris, beautiful, beautiful album. Love it. Um, I was just feeling nitty gritty and that underground hip hop at the time was huge. Uh, that album, a lot of people don't know about it, but I just really, I was in the zone. I was seeing and feeling all of those things. Um, I also was dabbling in some of his uh, the odd future stuff from his Earl uh, mixtape, which is just like crazy, raunchy, uh, uh, horrorcore, I think is the, the terminology for it. Just like, wow, like over the top lyrics, but like such good sonically and like the flows are crazy even though the content is just out of this world we got understands like a satire on culture and they're trying to be outrageous and push limits anyway appreciate it but i was like how can i do that well it was in my poems and in my storytelling a little bit in my writing for hip-hop and stuff but for sure helped me write my poems and was working on my book a lot at this time and this poem was a new one that came out of the process of collecting ones that had come before it but yeah 10 years old bus rides what else that's it episode 113 in the books done until next time um be safe out there especially riding the trimet um, just pay attention and don't forget to be kind until next time happy hunting peace uh -huh.